Welcome to Musical Time Machines, a podcast exploring the transformative and transcendental properties of the various musical genres, artists, and performances that we have seen and heard in our lives. Hello, I'm Mrs. Walker, and welcome to part two of Mr. Gale's interview. If you're new to our podcast, make sure you listen to part one, where we talk about music that has influenced Mr. Gale throughout his life. Today, we're going to talk about concerts from the past and different instruments Mr. Gale has learned to play over the years. What I love, Mr. Gale, is your, your range of Broadway musicals to The Grateful Dead. I think that is fantastic. I love it. So I know you have been to a concert or two. What are some of your favorite concerts that you've attended or, ha- or maybe even just streamed? <laughs> like well, yeah. It, well, and, and that's the great thing about music today that you bring that up. I'm going to go on a tangent, a side note, but you know, the availability of music today is phenomenal. And I know you get this just from the internet and being able to find music to um, lyrics. And I remember as in sixth grade, I kept a notebook. And I would write down all the lyrics to all my favorite songs, word for word. And I'd start the song and I'd stop the song. And I'd start the song and I'd stop the song. <laughs> and I would write down all the lyrics. And there were some lyrics I'd say, uh, is that that word? Is it that word? And I'd write down, of course, it was wrong. But, um, you know, and, and you had to go to a, 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 a records, a music store to pick, to find music. And you never knew what you were going to get. And now with YouTube and iTunes and Spotify, I mean, there's music that, Kids today have accessibility to so much great music. There's not enough time in our lifetime to listen to all the great music out there. Um, but I think that accessibility piece that you just touched on was, is, has changed it, it, changed the whole game. And there are pros and cons to that. But going back to um, live music, uh, that, that's, um, I love the streams. I watch a lot of streams right now with concerts. I'll come back to that. But I think my first concert, I was... 12 years old my first big concert was uh rem um nice at the atlanta omni um and luscious jackson opened up which was i am jealous (laughs) which was an all-girl um kind of um rock and roll slash i'd say kind of punkish band and they were great they were a great opener um but rem was just phenomenal Mm -hmm. it was the only time i saw them and it was um 1990 five and it was their monster tour so that was really cool my 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 sister took me to that concert and i'll never forget it. i remember sitting by myself and just just watching everything go by and the power of the crowd and and the movements what i loved was the move watching the movements and i still love this today i love to be as close to the stage as possible but i love taking in the sound but watching how it's created you know it's like watching an artist choose which colors he will blend together in order to create the perfect color to create the perfect image their the image they're trying to create on the canvas and i love watching the motions um the guitarist pete buck who is a phenomenal guitarist i love watching him move back and forth and michael stipe and how he would sing and and it was it, it was um I, I'm speechless. I mean, to, to describe <laughs> it is, it's hard to put into words the it feeling is. that music can give you, especially those first experiences. Um, but that was that was a great first show. And everybody, you either have a great first show or really just <laughs> embarrassing first show. Um, true. <laughs> and what was your first concert, um, Ms. Walker? 
Hmm, my first concert, well, it depends on what kind of concert you're talking about. I was performing before I was watching concerts, but my first rock concert was actually Leanne Rhymes, which is kind of funny. Uh, back when she was 13 and yodeling, I uh, was with my parents, which is very, it, it was, it was good. It was good. Uh, I saw Hanson in concert and actually oh. hurt me jumping up and down on a, on a chair. And that's a funny story. And I uh, saw my, one of my favorite concerts that I had to leave early from because there was a mob, <laughs> there was a fight in the mob, uh, was Sugar Ray. I had a huge oh, crush yeah. on Mark McGrath. I thought he was so cute and I loved his music and I was so close to him that his sweat actually touched me. But wow. his, I loved <laughs> music though and I loved the chord progressions and I loved yeah, it was it was just so much fun. And then, yeah, there was a fight and mobs and I was only 17 and terrified. So I went home. <laughs> I called my mom to pick me up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it's it's the tapestry of stories that are put together from from those experiences, um, especially at a young age. I remember um, getting um, accidentally uh, stuck in a uh, mosh pit at a heavy metal concert that I attended. <laughs> and I was quite young. There was no reason why I should have been there. Um, and my uncle allowed me to go. And my parents had no idea. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it was an experience. Another experience was uh, um, one of my first uh, Widespread Panic concerts, which is um, kind of a hippie type jam uh, experimental band um, with music. Um, they had a free concert in the streets of Athens and over 100,000 people showed up. And it was one of my first concerts. I think I was 15 years old. We were right in front of the stage and it was supposed to rain all day and it, and, and it cleared out. And so during their last songs around midnight, they played a song called Ain't Life Grand. Um, which is pretty much about the title, how, how wonderful life is. And as soon as it hit the chorus and they started singing Eight Life Grand, it started raining and everybody started screaming. Oh. And um, <laughs> their guitarist who died from pancreatic cancer, sadly, it, you know, it, it's the shows that you get to see with the people who aren't with us anymore that really meet, are, are meaningful for you. Yeah. Um, so, so that was another um, show story that, um, that I treasure and look back to a lot. Oh, that's so, that is so exciting. I want to go to a concert now. I can't wait to go to concerts again well, one it, day. And, and, and it's really cool, you know, um, COVID-19, there there's been so much sadness, so much trauma from, from this horrible pandemic. But at the same time, you know, you look at, you know, once there's a fire, the flowers that grow up from that. And, um, you know, yeah. the, I don't know if you've heard the Social Distance Festival on Facebook. Oh, no, I haven't. It's called the Social Distance Fest. And what it is, it's a platform for all performers um, to, to stream their music. And it's like a virtual stage that goes on 24 hours a day. And I've, and I've loved it. Um, there have been these incredible musicians that I would have never had access to, nor would mm -hmm. I have ever heard. And, you know, people DJ, people rap. People play instruments, people dance, um, oh. and, and all over the world uh, this happens. Um, I saw an African dance troupe the other night um, that were performing from Africa live, and oh, you can cool. interact with them. And there's a, uh, there's a, um, a female guitarist that um, has just been incredible that uh, I tune into a lot. Her name is Savannah Woods, 
and just you know the the fact that you don't in order to share your music again these days which i think is wonderful you don't have to sign you know back in the day it was like you had to sign a contract with a major label and a major corporation and these days you can share your music and get it across to whomever you want, whenever you right. want. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, amazing. It is. It is. I, it is a beautiful thing. And we get to, we, we all benefit from it. So Mr. Gale, we know that you used to perform because you always tell us around the, the musical, the middle school musical <laughs> about your, your uh, stage debuts of different characters. So are there any musical instruments that you have learned how to play, whether it's by ear or lessons? Uh, we do know that you do sing as well. Tell us a little bit about it. I try to sing, I try to sing. Um, and I've never been a singer, but I, and that's the thing that you always think, well, I try and sing and, and you know, you just, you just sing, um, you just dance. You know, you just right. do it. And, and and your unique voice is what it is. And, and trying to constantly say, well, I wish I was better at this. You know, once you um, embrace your voice, your talent, whatever that may be, the happier you're going to be with it. But um, I played uh, in fifth grade. We were supposed to choose an instrument for band. I was choosing band. And I wanted to play. I was sick that year. I was sick a lot that year. So I wasn't there when they chose the instruments and I desperately wanted to play uh, the bass uh, guitar because it was the closest thing to a guitar and I couldn't play the bass and then I desperately wanted to play the drums and they, I couldn't play the drums so I picked up the trumpet and um, played uh, it was a jazz ensemble in middle school so we played all jazz music so we played great songs and they were all jazz tunes and we did a lot of improv um, starting in sixth grade which was horrifying but uh, a great experience <laughs> So played jazz trumpet for three years. I wish I still had my trumpet. I uh, traded it in to get a guitar. Um, I wish I kept that trumpet. One day I want to get a trumpet again. But got an electric guitar in eighth grade when I was 13 years old and just started strumming. I had two lessons. Um, and my guitar teacher, um, it, you know, lessons just wasn't, I just didn't like him. Uh, I didn't like my guitar teacher. I didn't like what he was like, hey, do you want to play this song? And I was like, well, no, not really. He's like, here, <laughs> let me show you. Um, so, so from there, I just started strumming and I just started playing and I started playing as much as I could. Um, you know, it's kind of play till my fingers fell off. And so um, I always had a good ear, just learned guitar. I still don't know most chords i know how to play them i don't know what they're called i don't mm -hmm. know progressions so taught myself to play by ear um and was in a few bands um in my lifetime and um, played live a lot love that love playing with other people um in bands picked up the bass i don't necessarily know how to play it but i will play it um got behind the drums quite a bit don't know how to play but i'll play them we have a didgeridoo in the house is a um Aborigine, Australian Aborigine yes. um, instrument, which my son loves to play. Um, <laughs> a rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow on the didgeridoo, which was really cool. We have a stand-up piano, which we play a lot in the house. Uh, we have three guitars in the house. I'd love to learn how to play mandolin. That's kind of like my, my next mm. instrument. I still love playing percussion. I played um, percussion in a band in high school for a little bit. I would, you know, as much time as we have, um, just continue to play. I don't have as much time to play these days. And that's, that's sad. Um, mm -hmm. You need to make time for your, for your passions in life, but I still play quite a bit. Uh, Speaking of mandolin, do you know Chris Tilly? 
Have you yeah. ever heard of that? Okay, I love right. him. He's phenomenal. Chris Tilly. So it's spelled T H I L E. Chris, check him out. Incredible man, mandolin player. Is that the guy he was from in. Nickel Creek? Nickel that's Creek? right, from Nickel Creek. Yes. And I saw them in concert. They were phenomenal. Oh. And he does the um, he does um, Prairie Home Companion now. Oh yes, and he's in uh, Punch Brothers. Yeah, I love uh, Punch Brothers. Right. That's right, Punch yeah. Brothers. Yeah. And for those of you listening, you're like, who is this? If you love uh, country bluegrass, but you also love kind of indie or just pop, it's kind of a mixture of all of it. It's really interesting to listen to. So I really recommend it. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for part three of Mr. Gale's interview, where we talk about music that influences Mr. Gale today and different platforms and devices he has used over the years to listen to music. All the music you hear today is composed by my husband, James Walker. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud through his username, Score Runner Productions. Have a wonderful week. See you next time.